0: Welcome to the Pixel People Podcast, where we go beyond the questlines to discover the backstories and motivations of our favorite video game NPCs to better understand them and ourselves. I'm Amelia, also known as FireWriter, and each episode I'm chatting with a special guest about a character they find particularly interesting. Since we're taking a close look at how these characters impact the story, please be aware that spoilers are likely. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello and welcome to Pixel People. I'm Amelia, aka Fire Rider, and my guest today is a Ghoul enthusiast, a writer, a tea blender, and a lover of the tedium of inventory organization. <laughs> that is tedium of inventory organization in games. <laughs> Arlo, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, hey. And now you know that I don't pre-record those. And I've gotten the awkwardness of tripping over my own words already out of the way.
1: Excellent. Store. I'm sure I will do my own. So not a big deal. <laughs> well, welcome. I'm so glad that
0: uh, we get to talk. And I was so excited about the character you brought. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. So so who did you bring? My name is Raul Alfonso Tejada. Can I leave now? Or did you want to ask me again in
1: five minutes? I have brought Raúl um, Alfonso Tejada, and he is the ghoul companion in the video game um, New Vegas.
0: Yeah, so Fallout New Vegas, and he's voiced by the incredible Danny Trejo. Uh, one thing that uh, New Vegas did is they had like this all-star cast for their oh. companions. Absolutely, just a fantastic cast. Yeah, just blow your mind, and 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 Danny Trejo is like the the shining star of it, and because this, I mean, would he he would not be the same? Raúl would not be the same, voiced by anybody else.
1: No, he is key. He's essential to his character. To be honest.
0: Oh yeah. So, so. For anybody who's like less familiar with Raul or needs a refresher course on, you know, it's like, did I did I recruit him? I can't remember. Uh, kind of give us like a little intro into Raul and um the role he plays in the game.
1: Okay. So Raul um his he find him um on Black Mountain and he um is just kind of being held captive by a group of super mutants. And uh, he just is their repairman. Um, and that's kind of uh, the quote unquote role that he plays as a companion. You can ask him to not quite like completely repair your stuff, but like he keeps it from degrading faster. Yeah. Um. So if you don't do his um quest, that that is what he does. <laughs> he just he just
0: fixes your stuff.
1: While, he fixes your while stuff. Complaining about and it
0: in a very adorable way.
1: Oh, yeah, he is the uh, typical ghoul companion where he has a snarky um, and uh, kind of sardonic sense of humor. (laughs) And so uh, that's kind of super key to his characterization. He complains the entire time while uh, just calling you boss. So it's it's very passive aggressive. (laughs) But it's
0: like it's like the most endearing complaining, you know, because it's like I'm there, there are other games where you know the um, the companions complain about things. You know they're sworn to carry my burdens or whatever, and oh, <laughs> and it, it gets old. It gets grating. It gets, right. Rolls never does. Like there's no. just something about this that slow, casual way he has of talking and the self deprecatingness of some of the things that he says. That it's just like
1: oh. <laughs> right, he's he's adorable. Like I, this is this is kind of like sad, but like once we get into it, but just like you know, oh my abuelo, <laughs> yeah, 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 and grandpa,
0: totally, and he is, he's like grandpa ghoul. Yeah, it was like I can't, I can't remember if you were there. It was uh, it was a few streams ago, and I had gone back to Lucky Thirty Eight to pick up companions, and. They were all milling around, you know, as they do. And Raul and Lily were talking to each other, (laughs) or at least they were standing close enough that they looked like they were talking to each other. And it was like, (gasps) Grandma and Grandpa are talking, and it's so sweet. (laughs) And we were like, What are they talking about? They're like, Grandparents' stuff. they are talking about their children. Oh, yeah, it was it was just it was lovely just to imagine like you know what these two who have seen and been through so much would share with each other just just to imagine that for a little bit you know I just oh
1: yeah like yeah. then they would need that companionship for sure like yeah. oh god it would do yeah. them so much good it would because like because
0: let's see so I'm trying to, where do we want to start because. There's, there's so much, there's so much here. Cause it's like. There's just
1: <laughs> so much. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that's kind of one of the problems I had is just, I guess we could just straight up say what our, uh, the topic is of the, yeah. um, of the, uh, episode. And it's kind of um, related
0: to what we were just talking about too.
1: Oh yeah. It's, um, so I you know I chose this because it was kind of out of the box. Like I, I could um, choose something very uh very like heroic or you know because his his story his storyline and his t- like two good endings I would call them yeah um they they can you know one of them can be called oh uh, you know super heroic let's go down this road but I wanted to go down the wor- road of ageism which is yeah. one of the biggest defining characteristics of raul and i think it's so interesting and one of the things i love about new vegas is they went down that route like and like purposefully really went down that route
0: they explore like so many different really really challenging sometimes like i mean distressing uh issues in new vegas and and it's what you said. They they don't they don't shy away at all, and I mean,
1: mm-hmm. they're
0: just they're just unflinching in that. That sometimes you know it's it's uncomfortable because you're just like oh my goodness, this this doesn't you know sit right or something. You know, right? Like it, uh, it leaves yeah. a
1: bad taste in your mouth. But it's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even like 2010 doesn't seem that far away, like not that long right? ago. Yeah. But like progressively, it was, but just because of who Obsidian is and who yeah. like kind of like are the devs for it, mm-hmm. they tackle things in such a tactful way, and mm-hmm. th- that feels really relevant. <laughs> so yeah. like day. So I'm yeah, I I love it for that. And it's like
0: it's funny because so the last because the last episode we talked about. Another Obsidian game, which mm-hmm. um when I was scheduling, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I I usually try not to do like a like two of the same studio back to back, but so, I don't know. Sometimes it just happens, you know. Oh yeah. And one of the things that you know we were talking about in that one is just how outstanding the writing is. And then it's like you know you looked at who wrote it and and then who did the writing for New Vegas, which is also you know generally held out as just a a really standout writing game. And you know it's the same people, it's the same teams, yeah. and you know working in two completely different universes, but spinning these just absolutely fascinating, complicated characters.
1: Yeah, the the writing in Obsidian's games are just phenomenal. <laughs> I and the yeah the the people behind it, like I, I follow one of them on Twitter, and it's always just nice. a treat just seeing the ridiculousness that he posts. Highly recommend it. But, <laughs> Which uh, one was that? um uh josh um oh gosh josh sawyer sawyer he yes when just go follow him on twitter he <laughs> like you can see all of like the views that he has come through in like new vegas nice. and just the okay. progressive like views that are in yeah. new vegas like interesting he's he and he streams every once in a while on twitch just kind of messing around um he he seems like, you know, obviously I don't know him personally, but he, he seems like an upstanding guy. Nice, nice. Uh, so,
0: so looking at Raul kind of through the lens of ageism, um, what are some of the first things that kind of jump out at you?
1: So first thing is it is extremely internalized. Mm-hmm. Like it, it could not be more internalized. This is pretty like the the sort of way that it comes out is pretty typical of like ghouls like you know putting through their uh putting their um insecurities out there through their sense of humor. But yeah. with Raul it very quickly goes from haha, yep yeah, that's funny Raoul to oh you're very serious about this point of view about yourself <laughs> yeah. and you you are like consumed by this as I, a person. Yeah. And it's in, part in of your
0: like, Oh sorry, go ahead. Mean
1: oh happen. no it's just it be- has become like a part of his personality or what he mm-hmm. thinks is part of his personality yeah it, in the beginning
0: when he first starts you- you're kind of getting to know him and mm-hmm. you know kind of if you're like me you're probably going through his conversation tree as much as you possibly can oh oh
1: yeah <laughs> um and yeah here's the thing that i love about it it's like of course this is kind of typical of like characters you just met but he immediately is like can i don't want to talk about myself can we not do this right <laughs> In <laughs> his typical, like, oh, you're so cute, <laughs> yeah.
0: But then, like, um, you know, as he as he starts to kind of, or just even even when you're digging through the, you know, his kind of early dialogue, his his opening, um, uh, conversation topics, he's already starting to build kind of this air of mystery because, like, you can ask him, like, because he's wearing he's wearing like a like a jumpsuit. With the mm-hmm. name Miguel on it, but right. that's not his name, <laughs> which which and he's happy to tell you. <laughs> well, he's not happy to, but he will tell you over and over his name, and then ask you if you're right in the head. I get that a lot from him. Um.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> and and but here's the thing: is like. He- He'll do that, but as things progress, definitely ask him the same questions over again because he oh, yeah. does give different answers. Yeah. I mean that's that, that's how <laughs> the companions are and how the progression works. But you know, sometimes mm-hmm. when you go through uh games like this, you ask them and then they say the same thing and then you go, meh. Yeah, and then he gets I guess that's got. about me
0: asking him. Yeah. But but like um but it's seated very early on, you know, that he's wearing this jumpsuit with this other person's name on it, and he gives you kind of these like cagey little answers. Where mm-hmm. it's like, there's, there's something else there. And, oh, right. But you have to, you know, to unlock it, you kind of have to take them to the right people and, you know, talk to them in the right way. And, um you know, in prior playthroughs, I had never been able to um, unlock Raul, <laughs> you know, so to speak, to, to get him to tell me more and to, and to move him forward. And yeah, this most recent it- one, I finally got to.
1: It's it's one of those things where I never would have known about it unless I did a a, a like a Google a little yeah, search on how yeah. to do it, which I, did I have to. Yeah, yeah, which I could I I would not be able to not do. I'm mm-hmm. I love me some Google, so I was like, I want to know everything <laughs> about
0: you. But it's like I didn't even.
1: I didn't know that there was anything.
0: You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like oh, because yes. you know, I've I've encountered plenty of games where, you know, some of the companions have these really deep elaborate things and quests and and other you know other companions don't. Uh it's more of a what you see mm-hmm. is what you get. And so I just kind of assumed that that was probably true and I was so surprised to learn that whoa, there is so much to this school.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, that's that's the thing is like I I usually I'm one of those people who, like, kind of assumes, like, if it hasn't handed to you in a game, like, I know it's rarely (laughs) always like this, but if somebody doesn't, like, the game doesn't hand you the, like, quest and be like... This is the companion thing. Go do the companion thing. I'm like, uh, I'll go look it up later. Like, maybe there isn't anything here. The, and the only, yeah, the only reason I looked it up was because he's he's cool, right?
0: Yeah, I'll I, I do mean, it. It's so funny. I'm I'm like that too. And it it's that's one of the things I like about Cyberpunk is it really kind of leads you by the nose through it. But right, <laughs> for people like me, like, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. Is like, I. I know that's like quote unquote looked down upon. It's like, oh, why don't you just go through <laughs> the game and look for stuff? And it's just like, yeah, but I want like it's that it's companions. Right. Like you've got them. Like I there are certain yeah. things. Yeah, I want to go search for it. But these are companions. I, yeah. I, I want you to like help me?
0: And it would be so easy to um. I mean, I I guess I am trying to think. I feel like this is true of all the companions in New Vegas. Is that none of them are really like important to the main quest?
1: You right. could, you could easily miss all of them. Exactly. That that's the thing. Is like you really gotta search, and yeah. N- New Vegas is is one of those like games where like I I'm kind of in Bethesda games. I'm kind of like I don't fast travel a lot. Like mm, I want yeah. to walk around new vegas isn't one of those games it's kind (laughs) of a it's a walking simulator if you're not careful yes like i i i'm one of those people who also like turns off music Mm, like mm. in the game doesn't listen to anything and just listens to the um the sound design Mm, and i i can't not listen to the music (laughs) so yeah Yeah. it's it's so and so you can miss a lot of things Mm -hmm. very easily by doing so yeah, so I, yeah. yeah,
0: so we completely could have missed Raúl entirely just by not mm-hmm. going up, you know, into Black Mountain. And then even once you have him, we can still miss out on finding out who he actually is and, like, you know, the story of his life.
1: Right. And that's the thing is, like, if this wasn't a cult classic, we wouldn't have walkthroughs <laughs> because I have a feeling people, you know, missed things off of, you know, a bunch. And then they're like, no, but I need to play again.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. i you oh, play this, God. like,
1: another 15 times. At least. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, so,
0: because Raul is, is, in fact, quite old. He's he's pre-war.
1: Yes. And, um, so... And, which, you don't get a lot of ghouls. Like, obviously, ghouls are like, uh, you know, they talk about how old they are, because mm-hmm. it's a fact. They're over 200 years old. Um, yeah. But they don't... A lot of them, like, I don't think... uh. Correct me if I'm wrong. There hasn't been a ghoul that has like leaned on it so heavily.
0: There probably is in like maybe one or two or something, but unfortunately, I don't know those characters as well.
1: But, right? No. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so-
0: he's he really like I don't want to say he milks it, but it's like he plays it up and and has it. It feels to me like he's having a little fun with it, but right. but it does it does get dark sometimes, and you're just kind of like. Eh
1: you okay there buddy <laughs> right it, it's one of those things where it, it comes from you know the, the humor comes from like a very like clearly like personal like actual hurt yeah where you're just kind of like oh bro you're bringing this up literally like every other sentence sweetheart
0: <laughs> Are you, you yeah. want to talk about it and he's like oh my knees i can't you know
1: and right my like, cataracts oh yeah, and you're just like yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure ghouls, that's not, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you're like healing while you're rotting. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So it, it, it feels a little bit psychosomatic. And it also kind of feels like it comes from like something he internalized like as a, like he turned ghoul pretty young compared mm. to a lot of people. Yeah, he really did. Um, he was so, only like 30. Yeah, so, like, it feels like this was maybe something he believed even before he went cool, to like, his, um, uh, the ageism, like, it's, you know, just the way it's, like, framed, it feels like, you know, a younger person's, like, view of it, because he's, it's, like, super internalized, Mm -hmm. and...
0: That would be, that would be such an interesting thing to think, because it's, like, so, I mean, I'm in my 40s, and I'm thinking about, you know, if if i had like essentially kind of frozen the way that i am i was at 30 you know mm-hmm. and um where it's like he doesn't really age it's not quite the right word because i mean he's he's a ghoul his his body's pretty rough you know um right. but he's not aging in the typical sense so it's like instead of aging in the normal way where you know we're kind of we move into it kind of slowly and, and day by day he just kind of got forced into um, this this difficult body to live in, right. And um, and he's been in it for you know two hundred odd years.
1: It, and yeah, that's the thing is, like, ghouls did not know that they were close to immortal yeah. until they did not die. Right. So, like, he subscribed himself because of probably his very early conceived like ideas about ageism. Um, and, you know, so when he was 75, he'd already been like, I'm old, I, you know, I'm useless, I don't really have anything to provide people, and then that's not gonna get better, as you a- continue to age for, like, who knows how long. Yeah, yeah. Um, until, um, cause, yeah, like, if you don't complete his quest, but you have him as a companion, um he, at the end, he basically just does, well, it's pretty typical of ghouls, but um it, at least uh, as far as New Vegas um mm-hmm. lore goes, um, he just takes up another identity and leaves the Mojave. Wow.
0: And
1: just, like, never uh, being at peace with himself. Yeah. That's, hmm, horrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. So, oof. But,
0: um, but if we do complete his quest...
1: Uh, we get ooh, to find yeah. out
0: a whole heck of a lot about who he was and yes. maybe why he internalized some of these really, you know, self self loathing kind of
1: thoughts. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah, it's um is definitely yeah, his his entire um as you progress um through his quest You meet, um, three different elderly gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Um, two of them are from the NCR and who were formal, former, um, rangers. Mm -hmm. And then one of them was a boomer, Mm -hmm. um, who is continuing to, like, all of them are continuing to help their community. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so, and, and, um, two of them are, um, disabled. Yes. Um. So he kind of gets to, like, over time, as you meet each one of them, uh, re, like, structure the way he thinks about, um, age, like, ageism, but also the ableism that can come with that.
0: Mm, Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, his
1: whole, like, yeah, his whole, my knees are bad and, like, you know, I've got cataracts and stuff like that. He, it's very hard for him to, like, continue to kind of, it's a kind of like, I don't want to call it an excuse because it's not, but, you know, just like use it kind of as a crutch to continue to, um, you know, hold his ageist beliefs. Where it's like, mm-hmm. of course, but, y- there are other things that, you know, elderly people can offer than like, oh, I'm going to go and like do this quest. mm mm-hmm all by myself. I'm gonna you know, it's it's what is the difference between somebody young offering what they can have, like what they have as expertise, and then having a team of people complete a task. Yeah. yeah <laughs> as opposed yeah. to an elderly person doing literally the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So I hope that made sense. Yeah, it it it
0: it reminds me too of when people retire and they kinda don't know what to do with themselves. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so my mom kind of, you know, she retired at 65. And, um, you know, she was so looking forward to having all of this freedom. And she just, you know, f- kind of fell into this into this depression instead. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was because she didn't have that schedule or that, you know, reason to kind of get up. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, <laughs> even when your reason to get up is like, well, if because if I don't, then, you know, I'm going to get into trouble at work or something, you know,
1: it's, it's a reason. <laughs> I, right. It, it's my, yeah, my, my father is definitely going through the same thing. Yeah. He, uh, like, he was planning on retiring at 70. Mm-hmm. And then he got laid off because of, you know, the yeah. the current events. Yeah. Um and so he was like what am I going to do? So he's kind of in that yeah, stagnant. And one thing that that does not help is like I Raul uh is going through this and this is also very typical of ghouls. He he's isolated.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um he
1: he does not have a family of any sort mm-hmm. uh for quest related reasons. Mm-hmm. Um Uh and so he, it's um it's just finding a reason to, you know, apply oneself. Yeah. Makes it very easy. It it takes a toll mentally and physically just like it would any, you know, young person. Yeah. Well, Cuz everybody wants to feel valued. Right. Everyone know. wants to feel valued. We're very social creatures. Yeah. Um yeah. Wolves probably are very social creatures. That they're (laughs) human beings who have been irradiated. Yeah, Yeah, because I mean, and
0: we see that you know in other games too, where they seek out community. Um, Yeah, you know, there's there's the underworld. There's Good Neighbor. Mm -hmm. um,
1: You know, there's a slog.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. And, um, but he he hasn't gone to any communities. He he's just living. You know, for a long time, he's living by himself out in a shack and then and then he gets curious and heads up to Black Mountain and whoops. <laughs>
1: yeah. And and yeah. And then, you know, he because, you know, he has such low self esteem has internalized all mm-hmm. of these things. He just obviously you don't want to go against a bunch of super mutants. But also, like, he just <laughs> like, lets himself be. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't want to, yeah. but I mean, like, it's one of those situations where you're like, you have a feeling that if this were, of like, human beings, he would also just be like, oh, what's the use? I'm stuck here. I yeah. can't. Yeah. Even though, like, he, like, says, oh, I'm not as good at shooting as I used to be. I, when I'm with him uh, and there's an yeah. enemy with me, I cannot get a shot off. Right. Yeah. Like he yeah. brains them way before I even see the mm-hmm. enemies. Like it's so jarring the the way that New Vegas it like if somebody's <laughs> killed uh by your companion, it usually like zooms. In. That has jump scared but, me more times oh, than I can possibly count. Yeah, terrifying. And it's like he always does it. I'm like, I I wanted to I wanted to kill that thing. Yeah. Fowl or oh my god. Oh, that's Give me okay. some satisfaction
0: in killing these things. No,
1: exactly. <laughs> so like he is so sharp Mm -hmm. shooting um and he just does not give himself any credit right yeah um whatsoever and that that happens in his dialogue a lot also he'll talk about his uh prowess in um engineering Mm -hmm. and uh, fixing things and tinkering and he'll um, immediately follow it up with some sort of statement about like Ah, yeah, my old bones. Yeah. They're hurting. Can't, you know, can't do it like I used to. Like, oh, well, sweetheart, you're fantastic. So do we want to dig into his, uh, into his backstory and quest a little bit? Absolutely. So, (laughs) um, in order to start his quest, um, you end up going to, he's a Novak.
0: Oh Novak. Oh, 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 Ranger Andy. Okay.
1: Yes, Ranger Andy. Oh my god. So oh, forget. Ranger Andy is in Novak. Yeah. And you find this gentleman, he um is at um Novak. Um he's supposed to be there with Boone and Vargas. Yeah. Um, and he uh they're supposed to watch the roads and he watches the town. Mm-hmm. At least that's what was supposed to be happening. Um he was um had a, uh, he had an injury, um, prior where he was blown up by, uh, a Legion grenade mm-hmm. and it really just put him out of commission. Um, he, so now he was disabled before that. And then he took a tumble down the Novak stairs because it's a, a motel. So there's mm-hmm. an upstairs level. And so he's bedridden and, uh, he is. Kind of hounded by his, you know, underlings when they come see him. And just his, uh, any of his expertise are undermined now that he's been bedridden and is healing. Um, But, you know, he still is trying to provide what he can to the um, town of Novak. He's, Mm -hmm. you know, still making an effort and doing everything he can and it's still very very helpful um and so once you have that um conversation with him um Raul like you know approaches the uh courier and is just like hey you know do you think it's better that uh Ranger Ranger Andy um give up or like you know continue what he's doing um and um, I'll admit, the only, like, route that I've gone is for when, um, Raul takes up the, uh, uh, being the vaquero again. hmm Um, so I can't speak to the, the dialogue for, like, you know, telling him, you know, he maybe, maybe Andy should, you know, take it easy, and it's okay to retire. Um, so what I usually, like, uh, I'd pick is just, like. You know, are you are you really talking about Andy here? Uh Raoul. He's like, like we're on to Uh it. no. And so he goes into um what happened um when the war hit. Yeah. So he talks about Mexico City getting mm-hmm. obliterated mm-hmm. and uh the people of the city coming to uh the ranch that his family owned, mm-hmm. uh Hidalgo Ranch. Mm-hmm. And um just you know, there's only so much that they could provide. It's not a very big ranch. And so people started riding, um and Raul and his father took up guns and tried to, um you know, he he chewed them off. Mm -hmm. Um, and really only killed what he needed to but, um, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So (laughs) He killed the other two after he escaped with his um, uh, sister Rafaela. Mm-hmm. After the that group of people came back and set fire to the ranch, everyone died yeah. except for him and his sister Rafaela.
0: Yeah, and so, he was pretty well injured, if I recall correctly. Too. Oh
1: yeah, he was very beat up, and yeah. so they ran. Um, and you know he he was forced to kill people, and he was a great shot, and he did not intend to go get revenge whatsoever. Yeah, he yeah. wanted to stay alive so he could protect his little sister. Right. So, and of, of course, immediately after he tells this really you know heartbreaking but heroic story of him saving his little sister, yeah, he just goes on to be like, uh, you know, I b- basically blame myself for my shooting skills and like you know. Not being strong enough to save the rest of my family, yeah. as if he could have done anything right. about that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's the first thing <laughs> that you get hit with. That's yeah, that, those are the big first pieces. Too. Yeah, it's he hits you like a ton of bricks, and it it's also really good because you know he's been holding on to that. Yeah. For yeah. Just you know literally centuries Uh, yeah I just oh god having that kind of guilt
0: just weighing you down for that long it's just it's hard to wrap your brain around I mean you
1: cannot fathom it so you can see where like you just the you know um, the ageism would just take root and kind of like you know it's it's another level of like the helplessness that he feels because of those events
0: yeah like rooted Um, in his in what he perceives to be his failure
1: yeah exactly like it it's it they go hand in hand and um it's it's funny how like it (sighs) this is hard to explain but like this feels like a very ghoul thing (laughs) to do (laughs) um like totally throw himself into like something like this, yeah, where like wolves tend to like pick something and then just completely go real hard at it, um, I mean, as we mood. yeah, So, you got Kent, you got you got Erlen, you got you know take take your pick they they just go really hard at something, and that's kind of how they cope, and so yeah. this I feel like this is also one of those things, yeah, yeah, um yeah. so <laughs> uh it's it's almost like because he had. Lack of a purpose, which also mm-hmm. we uh, another uh, lovely um, guest of the podcast suggested <laughs> that having a purpose is kind of really important to not, yeah, you know, yeah. going crazy as a ghoul yeah. Um, so that was kind of his, his thing, as strange as it sounds. But um, yeah. you know, he, he replaces it later. But we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> after that. We, uh, you know, it's it's, you know, you you probably maybe have stumbled on that on accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your Novak is one of the like key places that you hit. Yeah. Like you can't you, you you know the 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 fantastic writers of New Vegas. They don't hold your hand with stuff, but they give you a clear line of probably where you should go. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you probably met him if you you're like any of us who just like. You, you scrounge around locations just looking yeah, for every yeah. new cranny for little you know anything gotta talk you can to everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> um so and so after that you're kinda if you don't got a through, you're kinda on your own so mm-hmm. eventually you get to uh can't forlorn hope you get to uh meet Corporal Sterling. hmm So another NCR um gentleman. He used to be a ranger.
0: hmm
1: And also had a run in with legionaries and they mangled they taught him they tortured him so they mangled his hands and feet just yeah. like terribly um and so he you know he can't handle a gun he can't you know walk long distances mm-hmm. um and they <laughs> The Legion, when, when, you know, they tortured him, they just kind of left him for dead. They didn't even have the, the you know, I don't want to say decency, but they did not kill him. Yeah. They yeah. left him there because they figured he would die of, like, of exposure. But he dragged himself as far as he could and, like, ended up in a river and people took him out. And he survived. Like, yeah. how powerful is that? Yeah, um, <laughs> that It takes a lot of, through. like... Yeah, uh, d- literal hands and elbows. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, <laughs> knees and elbows. Yeah, and um, he uh, signed back on, um, at camp for um camp forlorn hope, and uh, uses his expertise. Um, as far as like you know, he's 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 seen things. He's yeah. been with the NCR for a long time. Right. He's got experience. So, and of course. You hear, immediately hear about how people are undermining his experience and ignoring that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And um, so, and, you know, of course, the thing that he brings up to the courier, again, an example of like, he he hands off his expertise to the courier. So they're, you know, two, a team of people, two people have, you know, solve a problem that's, you know. Pretty typical thing that people do, and sometimes an old person can help you. That's how that works. It's, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise. Um, it's, uh, so he sees that there's suspicious, uh, just like activity in a, mm-hmm. a tower, and it ends up, you know, being correct. He was correct. He wasn't crazy, and people right. were like just totally not listening to him about it. They're like, meh, it's fine. You're crazy, old man. But, you know, after that, he uh uh Raul, you know, approaches Courier again as uh companions are wont to do in Bethesda games, being like, Hey, you know, is uh do you think it was the right choice for uh Corporal Sterling to re enlist? Um and you know, you you have various um options that you can do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you can like admire him for, um, like re-enlisting, or you know, you can just be like, he should have probably stayed retired and, you know, chilled out. Like, that's okay too. Yeah. Um, and then there was like a, a comment about like, oh, you know, sticking to your duty no matter what is kind of, you know, what happened. And when people drop the bombs, is kind of what caused it. But mm-hmm. that, did, that doesn't really, that's kind of unrelated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, but you know, like it's it, this story he continues telling. It's uh, Raúl goes back into telling his backstory. Yeah. So he convinces uh, Rafaela to free with him from the ranch um, mm-hmm. because he tells her that you know they'll go see v- the vaqueros. Um, they're like um the trick rodeo riders, and uh, so they both um they both run to Mexico City. Yeah. And uh because they they don't know what happened. They're, right. you know, they they have no idea. And so they get there and it's uh it's a ruin. Yeah. It's a, a bomb drop there. Yeah. So it's just it, chaos and there's already um they call them tribes, but you know, we there's we, kind of a problematic way to say. So we'll just say raider gangs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they um are already forming. And so you know they're already there so they just try and scavenge as much as they possibly could and Raul's already suffering from radiation so at, at some point before this um before like everything goes really bad with the radiation burns he finds uh, a vaquero outfit mm-hmm. and like it, you know he puts it on and for the first time since the bombs dropped, Rafaela laughs. Yeah. and That immediately, like, that just cements that uh, into his, you know, his whole, what he wants to do post apocalypse. Yeah. So, you know, he starts kind of building a legend for himself. Uh, being a gunslinging sling- vaquero. Yeah. And it ends up kind of creating more trouble than it fixes. People start looking for him to, you know, trying to feed him Mm -hmm. in a a gunfight so and then he starts getting very sick yeah and soon he's you know he's bedridden and rafaela has to go off on her own to look for food Mm -hmm. raiders capture her yeah um and eventually, I can't imagine how painful this was, like physically and emotionally. He has to go look for her, yeah. and he finds her body. Yeah, and you know, he feels like he let his entire family down. He's the last of the Tejadas. Yeah. So, uh, so it, it it immediately goes back to the people that he's the the two gentlemen he's already met. Mm-hmm. Just like. He's, you know, the the insecurities of you know not being capable enough. Mm-hmm. He got sick. I just completely, you know, seeing himself in those men. Yeah. Um. So, oh, and you know, he he thinks he's you know stuck that way. <laughs> he th- yeah. he thinks that's like all he's ever going to be. Um. But you know, he's he's starting to come around. A little bit, um, as far as the way that I choose my, um, uh, my dialogue choices. Mm -hmm. So, he, uh, starts looking for revenge because, you know, what he's grieving and he's got nothing else. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, it's, uh... The, and then he kind of doesn't really go into too much detail about that yet. Uh, so he goes into how he ended up with the jumpsuit that says mm-hmm. Miguel on it. Yeah. He, he goes, uh, he, he goes to the Gulf Coast. He, uh, goes into a, uh, Petrotico refinery mm-hmm. and he stays there, um, and thinks about his life. Yeah. As rules are wont to do. <laughs> he thinks about how he's lived his life. And he puts away his guns. And it's and it's so
0: interesting because it's like that moment too was seeded so early on in his in his like really early dialogue that you yes. don't know what you know that what he's wearing is actually quite significant,
1: right? And uh, it's um in and in, in in I will say if you you know go through some of the game um, already before you you know uh, end up. Really finding uh, Raúl? Mm-hmm. I almost called him Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you kind of find out that it at least as like far as like New Vegas uh, lore goes, and I, I, you know, I, I find this very plausible and like it makes sense. Uh, ghouls, a lot of the time, will take up different um, identities over time because it yeah. gets boring. You're immortal, like you, yeah. You, letting yourself stagnate with for some people it, it would just be too much you'd have to yeah. just be like mm, my name's rose now and so <laughs> you, know, you just decide oh you know what i, I, I kind of want to be a physicist let's do that um, <laughs> so it if you you know go through the game and find those ghouls if you hear oh yeah like miguel's on his uh jumpsuit doesn't really sound that strange, so you might not quite pick it up, but of course, you know if the uh, story beats, you kind of are like okay this is this will be significant, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh then then we get to uh eventually, maybe we'll get around going to the boomers, yes, <laughs> um, which is um uh, pretty scary to get there, yes, <laughs> the uh, name is very apt, um <laughs> and you you run into this uh guy who, you know, a lot of the boomers are, are uh, pretty um xenophobic, they're pretty prejudiced yeah. um and um discriminatory against outsiders and feels, well, you know, not so bad. Mm-hmm. Um he's a chief mechanic and he basically is kind of a a hub for where you get a lot of quests for them. Yeah. Um he he has a lot of uh technical knowledge for things you you often um you know, he's the chief mechanic so he's taking care of a lot of things but he you know one person can only do so much so he offers his technical expertise and the courier goes and does his courier thing and does crazy things like get a (laughs) plane out of the bottom (laughs) of a lake (laughs) Um, because they got big
0: dreams for that
1: (laughs) oh my god you know just the biggest dreams don't worry about it (laughs)
0: uh, dreaming, dreaming hard there Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a
1: uh, you know, you know, this is gonna be great. <laughs> Boomers have great, you know, intentions for everyone outside of their, uh, yeah, their camp, um, or their their Air Force, uh, base. Well, we'll so channel,
0: we'll channel that force force for yeah, uh, uh, for
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something, um. So and then you know the the Raul uh, uh, approaches you and. You know, he's on his own formed the opinion that he's like, oh yeah, you know, it's pretty admirable that um Loyal has uh done what he can for his people. Yeah. Now like regardless of his age, even though he's like, you know, past his glory days. Um, <laughs> as he puts it. <laughs> yeah. And um so then he goes back into his uh backstory and he uh, he you know He's a totally different person. His entire past is behind him, is uh, behind Raoul, mm-hmm. and so he goes to uh, Tucson, um, and he, you know, basically does what loyal was doing. He fixes stuff for the town. He fixes stuff for individual people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does that um for seventy five years.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. apparently, he kept to himself about that time. But you know, it sounds like he was still kind of involved in the community. Yeah um as much as a uh, probably a ghoul can be yeah um so he uh, eventually a uh, sex worker um named Claudia ends mm-hmm. up coming into town and uh looks just like his little sister yeah and um he just you know takes her kind of under his wing mm-hmm. um just really takes care of her in his own way and um so in a non sexual manner. He does not go to her, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, um and then um some gang uh comes into town uh as you know like the old westerns. Yep. And um, you know, he sells them bullets. He just wants them to go away. Like nobody wants raider gangs in their town. Just you know he's trying to expedite this entire process and they go to the brothel and it goes about as well as you would imagine he kills 10 of the girls and he they take claudia yeah and before he can get to them she's dead yeah um and yet another nice little uh quote-unquote little part of him just you know affirming that he is completely useless yeah Um, yeah. he's already old at this point um so he's already got that like firm belief that he he is of no use to anyone because he's old decrepit his you know joints ache, his handshake what whatever Mm -hmm. he wants to say about himself even if it's just a joke. He's not really joking. Yeah, yeah. Um. So he and and while doing this, um, he uh he he takes revenge and he just gets gravely injured. Mm-hmm. And um he uh much like a uh, one of the other gentlemen, he drags himself back into town. Mm-hmm. Um and immediately discredits himself. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't quite remember how he, he does it, but of course he says something where he's just is like, you know, completely self deprecating as if that isn't just a huge feat of strength to find yeah. it in himself, to drag himself back in t- into town. Because it sounded like it was quite the journey on foot. Yeah. So, and after that, he heads west and uh, he. Runs into Tabitha and mm-hmm. bing bang boom. Like there was there was time in between that. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like that's that's basically the biggest thing that happens in between them.
0: Yeah. So, and uh yeah.
1: that that's that's where that that's his entire story until, you know, the courier comes around. Mm-hmm. And um, this is like
0: his first chance in all this time to kind of try to prove himself again too it's like he has yeah. to prove himself to himself cuz
1: absolutely yeah. and in and in different ways so like because i haven't mm. gone through one of the what i would say good endings um i'm not quite sure how it goes about but like the dialogue at the end when they they like recount what uh, happens to Raúl mm. when you tell him go retire dude like <laughs> you're okay i promise that like you're perfectly capable but you need to like chill out like come on abuelo um you know he he finds he's become at peace and he goes off and you know tinkers he fixes things for people and that sounds like a you know perfectly respectable it sounds like a really good ending um I don't know if you get there nicely, because sometimes the dialogue options are a little bit not nice at all, (laughs) which is why I don't pick them. Um, But you can also convince him to become a vaquero again. Yes, And he, (laughs) you know, he uh, stops for the most part his internalized ageism and when you ask him, oh, he adorns the vaquero outfit immediately. which is an amazing
0: moment. Oh my god, it's so
1: funny because it does the the typical, like, this is the same for every video game, but you know when characters, like, immediately change outfits? Mm -hmm. Just, like, out of Mm -hmm. nowhere, you're, like, you get out of the dialogue and he's in the outfit. Yes! (laughs) Uh, So, um... And he just, oh, it's so... Oh, he looks great. He looks amazing. He, he, and his little mustache (laughs) and his, his, like, sombrero and just He looks great. Yes. Um, And when you, you know, uh, this is also why it's important to ask him about all of his dialogue options over and over is because by this point, you ask him about himself and who he is and what he's all about. And he sounds very proud. Yeah. Um, Yeah. he, He is definitely like taking what he's got and recognizes what he has to offer and yes. wants to offer it to people yes um so he takes up his guns again uh and it just i uh <laughs> it really warms my heart <laughs> hearing him
0: ending break, oh my god
1: hearing him become a legend again yeah in The ghost uh, the the to talk mexico city, city. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: He's so great. It's, uh, uh-huh. I was, I was so thrilled this time to be able to, um, you know, ac- actually unlock all of that and, and get to, you know, see him in all his glory, in all his, yeah, Macaro glory.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, it, <laughs> like, it is, it's so cathartic. Yeah. Anytime yeah. you get a character like him, uh, who is just completely down in the dumps. Yeah. He, you know I, I and it especially I don't know, I I when it's like an elderly character like this, mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't get a lot of like redemption arcs with somebody who perceives themselves as being old. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get this sort of side of it. It's just it's kind of, you know, people don't really like to deal with this sort of thing. Um it's one of those really hard things to tackle, and it's kind mm-hmm. of hard to, like, get people to understand um, because of ageism. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. the, of course, ageism is, it goes both ways. There's ageism against young people, mm-hmm. and there's also ageism against older people. This, this, this episode, we're, you know, we're focusing on the... the ageism against older people. So yeah. if you immediately just criticize this entire episode, maybe 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 you should, you know, look at your life, look at your choices. <laughs> hold it in your hands a little bit. You know, there's there's you know,
0: no shame in changing. But it's oh, like yeah. it's it's so great that um I feel like to um with both of the options that you're given. So whether whether he takes up his guns again or he, you know, retires and you know lives out his days tinkering (laughs) and fixing guns either way either way it's a good ending you know and and that's and that's nice and it it just feels like he kind of he deserves he deserves a good ending he deserves to be happy whichever way that goes and i think the biggest difference there is is seeing that he can forgive himself and it's like i don't feel like he needs you know any forgiveness he didn't he didn't do anything wrong he you know he he Mm -hmm. did his best and and the wasteland is a is a harsh horrible place and yeah (laughs) yeah but but he feels like he did and he he's able to forgive himself and that's that's you know that's
1: lovely that yeah that's the important that's that's what i love about more of the writing of this game is it doesn't have to be the black and white of you get mm. a terrible ending or you know <laughs> you, you don't have to paint it. like of course as with everything you can paint both of them as bad or good like some people can be like yeah. oh he has so much more potential but he went in like retired and wasn't he just talking about like you know feeling useless and now he's just going to do what he was doing before but you could also look at the vacaro thing and be like he's technically going to like chase his glory days like he was worried about before <laughs> yeah but you can also see you know that it's like he's he's happy either way
0: yeah yeah which is that's really what it's about
1: there here. he yeah. was miserable
0: and that's just like, it. Is you know he he deserves to have that agency to to make those kind of decisions and decide exactly. what he wants to
1: do. Yeah, he he was just kind of yeah, he he felt helpless mm-hmm. and you know, just completely disconnected. And now like just you know, moments like you had in the, the Lucky Thirty Eight where you, you got your gaggle <laughs> of companions yeah. and you can just be like, Oh, this is now a fan family. I he said has, it he has you community. know I don't make cruel <laughs> Everybody got you know they're a, like strange cobbled together family, and that's what you know. That's what it's all about. What's the point of video game Cup you know, Come co- co- family?
0: There you go. In whatever strange little community they form. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank um, you so much for coming on yes. and chatting, Raul.
1: <laughs> of course, it was a delight. I'm so happy so that, to talk about him. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to talk about him. He really. I, of course, he's like very like popular because of like you know his sense of humor mm-hmm. and you know being a ghoul. But I I th- I thought this was a really important like thing to talk about and consider, even yeah. though it's like not the most interesting to I mean, a lot of people. <laughs> I'm sure it's still you know it is. I, I it is uh, yeah, and it's, a, it's a deep. Yeah, it's very important and it's a, a deep dive. Uh, and you know.
0: Yeah, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's worth looking at ourselves, too, and, like, our own uh, perceived failures and that maybe weren't actually failures, you know? It's just kind of, <laughs> like, just the way circumstances happen sometimes. And, I mean, yeah, we should, you know, we, we do want to learn from our failures, but we also have to be able to kind of distinguish, you know, you know, when when it's, we did the best we could, and and sometimes that's all you can do.
1: Right, and, like, really just, just take a, like, look at like you know yeah your own prejudices prejudices against yourself but, mm-hmm. um and like if you're finding yourself like you know blaming yourself for something um for one particular reason like you know you know just take a look at like why why am i why am i always like putting it on this one thing let's like again take it take a you know put it in your hands kind of feel it around <laughs> Yeah what, yeah. what what's, what's the, the root of this issue? Why am I being so yeah. hard on myself for this? That's a really good takeaway.
0: So, if anybody wanted to chat about Raúl with you, uh, where could they find you?
1: Um, you can find me on Twitter at which soup w the number one t c h s o u p. Yes, and I'll have that linked in
0: the show notes too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: Well thank you again. Appreciate of it. Of course. Yes. <laughs> I love doing it. Awesome. Love's throat is uh, spreading the good uh, ghoul love, always. Yes,
0: always. Thanks for listening to the Pixel People Podcast. Check out the show notes for links to the game and characters discussed, and to connect with me and my guest. Want to be a guest on the show? Reach out to me on Twitter, Twitch, Discord, and just let me know who you'd like to discuss. A huge thank you to my patrons, including my Tier 2 and 3 patrons, Sixth Sense, Bottlehead, and Aperture Flash. And thank you to Elias Ali and Andy Brooks, who created the theme music. You can follow the show on Twitter at Axel Pod, and keep up with me on Twitter, Twitch, and Discord. Enjoying the show? Be sure to subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love it if you could leave a review. It helps more people find the show. See you next time!